Hello, Internet. The Morgan You Know Podcast Network presents Balls and Brew. Welcome to another edition of the Flagship Sports Podcast here on the Morgan You Know Podcasting Network. I am your affable host. My name is Rod Morgan. Joining me, my cast of characters who I like to talk sports with much the same way you talk sports with your guys around the bar. That's why we call it Balls and Brew. Joining me is the producer of this podcast, the producer of every podcast on the Morgan You Know Podcasting Network, and the host for the rest of this program. It's Jimmy Jamriska. James, hello. Hello, Rod, and welcome to the NBA Fast Break, the fastest 15 minutes in the NBA. I'm Jimmy. That was Rod. And hey, Chris King, old man, thank you for staying up late with us tonight. How are you, buddy? I am doing well, and I am very excited for this podcast because I got some questions for the Boston Celtics fan himself. Uh-oh. Well, we're going to we're going to talk about the Celtics. Um let me look at the my note right now because as of this recording we have an interesting sign and trade where the Celtics are getting I think every second round pick they possibly can for Grant Williams. Grant Williams going to the Dallas Mavericks and that's important rod because Grant Williams now is a Maverick. Kyrie is a Maverick. Luka's a Maverick and they're going to get um Matisse Thibel, they've signed him to an offer sheet, restricted free agent, so we won't know for another 48 or 24 to 48 hours. Uh, but the Mavericks are quietly trying to get something together. Rod, are you buying it or not? No, absolutely not. There was one name, right? Like you were trying to bury the one name in there that has everything to do with it, right? Like you see the thing on a Twitter sometimes, right? Where they like to, and again, Jimmy, as you spoke about in our last podcast, Twitter has been an absolute wildfire. And actually, I've probably bad use of term there because of what's going on in Canada, but it's been a bit of a wasteland on Twitter recently. Musk, I don't know. You might be able to put rockets in the air and make electric cars, but you can't seem to run a website, my man. Your politics aside, I'm not even talking about that. Just the functionality of no. Twitter at this point. Just fix that. Just fix that. Chris King, what are some questions you have for the Boston Celtics fans? So I know Rod. I've known Rod for a long time. Couple uh, years. I know that Rod loves his Boston Celtics. He likes players that stick around, that are the glue of this type of team. And even though last season we saw that sort of crack with Rod a little bit with this one player, uh, he wasn't very happy when this player had the ball in his hands late in the game. But this was a staple going all the way back to the Rajon Rondo days of the Boston Celtics. He's been through the thick and thin with this team, and they just let him go to get Porzingis. Rod, are you happy or sad about Marcus Smart leaving? And do you agree with this move that they did? Listen, I'm, I'm, of course, sad that Marcus Smart is leaving the Celtics. But at the same time, this whole argument that he's the heart and soul of the Celtics, he's all the fabric of all their winning. Like, what winning? He's the fabric of getting them to the mountaintop and not quite over because of the mistakes that he makes handling the ball at the end of the game sometimes, which is why I get nervous about him handling it. No, but I'm sad to see Grant Williams go from the Celtics. I am not worried about the Mavericks being a contender in the West because they still have one Kyrie Irving on their team, and he is ultimately what will stop the Mavericks. It's not if Matisse Thibault doesn't give him enough in 18 minutes off the bench. That's not really ultimately going to be the undoing of the Dallas Mavericks, Jim. And, and Grant Williams is ultimately not going to be the undoing of the Boston Celtics. But the health of Porzingis, the guy that the Celtics brought in to basically take up some of those Grant Williams minutes and certainly to you know help add to the loss of Marcus Smart, if he's hurt, then it's all going to be not for the Celtics. 
Yeah, now they have $60 million uh, guaranteed going to Mr. Porzingis. I am fascinated what this team's going to look like. I don't think they're done yet. Uh, I just I, It's going to be an interesting first couple of weeks of the season to see how they gel together, Chris. Yeah, listen, besides, I mean, it's going to be essentially a new look Celtics, even though they still have Tatum and Brown. But this offense is going to look different. This defense is definitely going to look different. I mean, and Rod doesn't want to call him the heart and soul, but he was the heart and soul of that defense for the Celtics. He was, but the heart and soul wasn't good enough. So it's fine that he was the heart and soul, but the heart and soul wasn't good enough. A lot of Boston's fans would disagree with you, Rod. No, they wouldn't. But but that's the case. It wasn't good enough. They, they, They were good. Listen, it's not a failure of a season. They did good, but they didn't get to where they needed to go. So things have to change. You can't just keep running it back and running it back and expect something different. Speaking of it's trying to expect, uh uh-oh. Well, see, I mentioned Kyrie. And you know when I mentioned Kyrie, Rod gets angry, the music starts hitting, and there we go with the Rod Demnation. We have to, have to, have to do something about this situation. The momentum is dying. I don't understand no more distractions. But I do believe we should all follow one path in life. Hubris and ego and pride. Sorry, all that was a complete lie. Oh, yeah, you did. You got me. You got the hairs on the back of my neck all standing up with just the mention of that guy in Dallas. But you know what, Jimmy? What we're actually going to do on the Rod Nation this week is I am going to run a proper fast break which is the give and go. So I'm actually going to turn it over to you this week because I think there's another player who Kyrie Irving has been a teammate with who has you just as fired up as Kyrie makes me. James Harden. How you doing, James? You have the unmitigated gall to ask for a third trade because you're not happy that you didn't get all the money you wanted. Hey, James, here's a couple things you could do. Maybe I'm just throwing this out there. Um, try play hard. Um, don't, uh, cower underneath the bench in the biggest games possible. Uh, maybe put some work in, maybe stop wearing all your white suits going out and partying with people. And I don't know, work on your game a little bit, but no, No, you're not going to do that. You think that people owe you everything. I do not understand where he's coming from here. How I I need to be traded and I want to be traded to the Clippers or I wanted to be traded to to the Clippers essentially for nobody. It's not going to change. And you know what? I'm going to say something. Philadelphia, good on you. Good on you because last week at this time, last week at this time, I went off saying I can't believe someone's going to give him all this money. Well, no one did. James Harden, you've just been raw damnationed. <laughs> wow. Unmitigated gall. That's, I mean, I, listen, I pull some words out every once in a while in the raw damnation, Jimmy, but I got to say kudos to you, my friend, on unmitigated gall. That's wonderful. And yeah, Daryl Morey is absolutely going to play hardball here. And so his uh, gain in the Philadelphia 76ers gain in this is all of us NBA fans anguish of this being the only storyline that people will be keeping up with during the dead times of the summer. So get ready for the constant James Harden to L.A. Because, yeah, there's another bastion of teams that just completely get it done in the playoffs, right? <laughs> Harden's, well, Harden's playoff disaster is going to be over joining the Clippers, right? Well, and, and here's the thing, and, and we didn't talk about this much last week either, but Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are up for extensions. They never play. And now you're going to throw James Harden in there as well? 
Who you have to have a roster, Chris King. You've got to have people to put on the floor. Oh, but Kawhi's not going to play this game. George is going to play this game. And let's see, uh, Harton's not going to play the next three games. So maybe they'll get like 10, 15 games. Kevin Durant played more games with the Suns after he got traded than they're going to play all year if that goes to L.A. Well, I think what the Clippers are, are trying to do is they realize, hey, we have these, sup- these superstars, but we can't get them for the whole season. Let's just sign a couple more injured superstars, and maybe <laughs> we can get one superstar for a whole season. That's a lot of money to pay for one guy. Oh, so like you'll better. have 82 games played by a superstar. Yeah. That- it has to be divided by three. Yep, that's right. So you'll get you'll get like twenty five maybe out of of Leonard. You'll get maybe closer to thirty five out of George, and the rest will be Harden. And all it's going to cost you is ninety eight million dollars off the cap for one guy. And then the Rod Nation's over. But I'm just this is ridiculous this week. And then the Portland Trailblazers. Thank you. Signed Jeremy Grant. Now listen. I understand you want to keep the asset so you can trade the asset later. Why are you paying him more money than anyone would ever offer him when you know that Dame Lillard is leaving? Why do you, why Rod, why would you do that? First off, let me ask you guys a question just without looking anything up, just off the top of your head, because I think it's funny. Do you think this contract that Jeremy Grant is signing for this hundred and was it $60 million over five years? Is that more money than Horace Grant made in his entire NBA career? Oh, God, by far. Are you yeah. kidding me? I would say I yes. Remember. Horace probably got a couple of, you know, he, probably, he hung on there at the end, right? Remember he was on that Lakers team for a while. You know what I mean? He got that big free agent deal from the Magic. Like, are we sure that Horace's entire career? Yeah, I know you guys are probably right. It's probably yeah, I, is it double. Do you think Jeremy Grant doubled Horace Grant's entire career with just that one contract? I mean, I'm uh, thinking it's closer to triple because I think that Orlando contract was like four years, maybe forty million dollars at the time. You got to think that much because you got to think uh, that Jordan was starting to make twenty five mil a year back then, and everyone thought that was outrageous. Sixty eight million was to Horace Grant's complete uh, NBA earnings. Wow! Salary. So this guy's one contract he trumped Horace Grant, who we all know was not a super superstar, but a solid veteran contributor on many teams for quite a few years. This guy made a hundred million dollars more than him in just one contract, and he's going to do it in five years. Not to mention the rather lengthy deal he was already on with the Portland when he got traded there from Detroit. So Jeremy Grant's done pretty well for himself. Yeah. He doesn't Jeremy- make shrapnel in this deal, but you're absolutely right, Jim. If Portland knew which I believe they knew, and I think of course they had conspiracy to. theory on this, and maybe he'll get to that. But if Portland knew that Dame was ultimately going to get to where he got to, there's no excuse for giving Jeremy Grant the money they did. Because you said tradable asset, keep the asset, maybe, Jim. But five years, 160, with that second apron we've talked about so often, I'm not sure how many people are going to pony up a bunch for that. Listen, listen I'm not sure they knew, all right? And if they did, they that's their own fault. But I have a feeling that Dame has been a little bit more wishy-washy. Like, hey, I want to stay. Trade away the third pick. No, we're going to get Scoot. We can make it work when you guys play together. And he now just this week after free agency finally started, he comes out and then demands a trade. That really wasn't out in the universe before then. I mean, we thought it was, but it didn't come out of his mouth. Now it has. And maybe... Maybe 
It's because they signed Jeremy Grant. I think they thought they needed to sign him to make sure that they can prove to Dame, hey, we're trying to win now. We're keeping the guy <laughs> that has the most potential on our team, and, and we're trying to move forward. And he's like, no, I don't want to play with this bum. I want to trade. Dave's like, this team is definitely screwed if we're Jeremy Grant five years, 160. What a take out of Chris there. So you're saying that Dave Lillard, the guy who's famous for 10 toes down, right, and fought it for so many years, you're saying in the, just in the span of one day, he just, no, nope, that's it. I'm out. I'm going away from Portland. I don't buy that. I think that Portland knew and they had some other reason to keep Jeremy Grant. I don't know. But I, I think Portland knew for a lot longer than we knew that Dame was going to be out. <sighs> yeah, I... Here's a question for you. We talked about Jeremy Grant's salary. So in the 27-28 season, would you rather have Carl Anthony Towns for $67 million a year or Jeremy Grant for 36? Man, 67 for Cat is man. Like that's you should get fired for that being so a number Cat's gonna get paid for. I mean, that's I mean, Jeremy Grant's 27, 29, 32, 34, 36. So while 160 is a very, very large number. That's a great call by you, Jim. Um that annual uh, is tradable. So maybe they do that. But I just don't understand why you wouldn't change trade change that into two or three other pieces. Kind of like the Houston Rockets did. Oh, I love um, that you went there. When, when and I listen, I, I know people listening to this podcast have listened to other podcasts, right? And Are you going this, mismatch here, Jimmy. Oh, I'm going mismatch like oh, no other. This insane. is the greatest stat ever. Um, unless you want to do it. No, you got it. Go for it. Dylan Brooks took 991 shots last year. He shot 39.6%. There's only one player in the entire NBA that took more shots and hit less, and that player is Fred Van Vliet. Congratulations, Houston. No two guys took and made less shots in the NBA last year than the two dudes you're paying a bunch of money to. Let's go. I don't think Kevin O'Connor understood what was what was being said. I don't think I understood or could grasp that totally. Uh, Dylan Brooks on your team. Listen, <coughs> Dylan Brooks. I can't even get it out. Dylan Brooks on the team, <laughs> right? Um, defense, fine. I- I don't see it because he's just taking shots away from everybody else. Jalen Green, I think, likes to shoot the ball. Uh, Parker's in the corner saying, eh, I guess I'm not going to play. Um, there's going to be a lot of rebounding opportunity, Chris. That's a good thing for the Rockets, right? Yeah, but I don't think their offensive rebounding numbers are very good. And listen, Jalen Green does like to shoot, but he only shoots 41%. It's not that much better than 39 my guy Shangoon too. My guy Shangoon, he just ha- he has to constantly just be like, "Man, what did I do to get on this Houston Rockets team?" I I don't understand. Shangoon would be good um, in so many places where they would actually let him have the ball a little bit. But you said it, Jimmy. Now you are two guys who love to shoot on a team full of dudes who love to shoot and not pass. Good luck, Ima Udoka. I'm not even sure you should be coaching because we still have no idea what you did. But good luck to you. All right, Chris, we're going to go to your Indiana Pacers here. We're just kind of going all over the league. Make sure you uh, throw some uh, teams out there if you want to talk. But Indiana Pacers picking up Obi Toppin from the Knicks. Uh, Bruce Brown on a very a, a terrific team-friendly deal, if you think about it, where it's they've, they're one year, $25 million, They need to pay it. They might as well take a shot at, at Bruce Brown. Uh, if he does a great job, they've got that second year they can pick up. And then, obviously, they signed Tyrese to that huge extension. As a big Pacers fan, excited about the season coming up? I am. I like this team. Um, and we can talk about this max deal that Holly got, but 
to Hallie. Yep, Hallie. <laughs> Good friend of yours. I said, okay, okay. I call I, him Reese. I mean, listen, I think there are worse max contracts that that have happened. Oh yeah. So I don't I necessarily don't dislike it. I do think it's a lot of money for a guy who's only been an all-star once, still on his rookie deal. But you got him locked him up, locked him up. If he continues to be an all-star five years down the road, that two hundred sixty million is gonna look cheap compared to what some people are earning uh at that point. So I and I do. I think the top end move was good. Um I like the the Bruce Bowen move. I, I really yeah, Brown, sorry. Um, I really like these moves that they're making. They have solidified themselves. I mean, they're not up to the Miami, the Milwaukee, or no. or the Boston Celtics tier, but they're there with the Cavs and the Clippers, or not the Clippers, but the Knicks. They're in that four, five, six range right now in the East. Let me ask you this right. though: When you said they were better than the Cavs, did you factor in the fact that Max Truce is now on the Cavs? Were you were you factoring in the Struce factor, as it's called? I believe I'm pretty sure I've heard somebody say that before. <laughs> the Struce factor. Yeah, yeah, I'm factoring in the Struce factor. Factoring <laughs> in the Struce factor sounds like a math convention. Oh, uh, we, for, we we forgot we forgot a, a kind of a big part about that Trailblazers. Uh, I know everyone's talking about it. Damian Lillard, uh, Rod. What team is Damian Lillard on to start the season? Uh, I think it's probably Miami. I, I really do. I think that Portland's going to look to do right by Dame. Sure, he doesn't have a no-trade clause the way that Beal did, so he got to absolutely dictate where he's going. But come on, man. the Cronin, Joe Cronin, does not want to be the guy who gets labeled as sending the greatest player the Portland Trailblazers have ever had. And sorry, Bill Walton, you didn't play there long enough. And sorry, Clyde Drexler. I just, no, no. Damian Lillard's better. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Damian so Lillard. Just, he- I'll send Damian Lillard to uh, Utah. The Spurs or the Jazz or the Timberwolves. No, he's, and listen, Riley gets these things done, right? Like, Riley gets these things done, right? He just, like, walks in with all those championship rings, and he throws them up on a table like they're nuts, and he just gets his way, man. He slicks the hair back, and he looks like Gordon Gecko, Michael Douglas, and Wall Street, and things just fall his way. I mean, that's it's the heat culture, as Chris says all the time. Somehow Tyler Hero is going to end up in, like – in New Orleans, and it's just going to be like a three-team trade or something like that. Chris, Philadelphia. It could be. Chris King, who do you think uh, Damian Lillard is going to be playing for? Um, It's going to be Miami. Miami has the pieces to make it work. They Barely. Barely, but they have a lot of bodies they can throw at at this trade. Like we talked about last week, they've already signed eight undrafted free agents. So you want a white American shooter? We got him down here in Miami. We'll send him your way. Duncan Robinson, you can have him. Tyler Hero, you can have him. I I do think that they probably should have held on to Victor Oladipo a little bit longer to help facilitate this trade. That probably would have made it a little bit easier, but it is what it is. Uh, Brooke Lopez holds the Bucks hostage and says, you have to sign my brother. And if you sign my brother, I'll come back and play with you. So we got Brooke and Robin Lopez, Chris Middleton, Jay Crowder, uh, who was apparently on the Bucks last year for a little bit. Uh, and Malik Beasley, who was on the Lakers, just didn't play much. Rod, is that enough for you to think that the Bucks are going to be back or are they just a little too old now? No, listen, the Bucks are still going to have something to say about who's going to be finding their way to the championship out of the East and they're still going to be one of the teams that you got to make sure you show up for to actually be in the regular season. When they show up They're they're going to be fine. The talk of the Bucks demise is, is getting a little out of control, right? It's the same thing that we always do. Teams that make moves are sexy. Other players are more sexy than Chris Middleton. 
Other players are more sexy than Drew Holiday, but these two guys actually play well with Giannis. They play good defense. You know, the Bucks are going to be absolutely fine. Giannis had a bit of a cleanup. He's going to come back a scorched earth kind of campaign, right? Like we all remember the beginning of Giannis's career, complete chip on a shoulder guy. He's definitely not that anymore, but the closest you can get to a chip on your shoulder being at the height Giannis was is getting knocked back a peg the way he has the last couple of years and have people take shots at you. So I think the Bucks are going to be just fine. Yeah, the Bucks are probably still going to have the best record in the East and maybe the NBA again. Um, this team is really good. We talked about it last week. If they lost Middleton and Lopez, then we were going to have a completely different Bucks team that we should be worried about. But they got what? needed to be done, done, and they will be fine. They'll still be one of the best records in the East. Do I have to worry about Tim Jamriska being involved in the next contract negotiation between you and I, Jimmy? Or contract for you getting no money? Do I have to worry about that? There'll still be a stipulation the next time one comes around? Yes, Tim must be on the podcast, uh, or I, he could just come on the podcast if he, if he wanted to talk about like... Absolutely. Um, come on, sometime, Tim. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, they're going to be out on Dame because they signed Patrick Beverly, so they don't need Dame. Uh, and Mo Bamba. Oh, no, I didn't hear that. That means that 76ers are set for the play-in. Wait, no, actually, yep. that's not how it works. Pat Bev starts on a team, they sour on him, and he goes to another team, and he gets that team to the play-in. So the question is, Jim, what team will Pat Bev get to the play-in next year? Oh, he's going back to Minnesota. They they have a statue of him outside of their arena. He will be a, a Timberwolf before the season's over. No I'm going question Orlando. about it. I'm going Orlando. Oh, okay. Orlando, right? They're, they're cagey. They got a lot of guys that like are not going to get playing time that they can move out but they kind of want a veteran they want somebody to help align all of the talent all the kids that they got down there and they say come on down here pat bev we'll rent you for half a season you come down here and yell at paolo and the boys and get us into the play-in game get the boy get the amway center rocking for some playoff revenue for the first time in a year how about that for a call jim okay all right i like that chris king it's hard for me to believe in orlando with anything it's hard to believe you don't believe in a lot of things. You, I mean, you believe in some weird stuff. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like weird, way out there stuff. If we want to have conspiracy corner, Chris will regale us for hours and hours. But something we won't even have to turn on our mics. Like, uh... <laughs> Listen, start talking to himself. Orlando has a track record of being piss poor ever since. I mean, Shaq, Penny, T Mac. I mean, those- about, listen, all right. It's been what over 20 years. Stan Van Gundy would like a word, Chris. All right. Stan Van Gundy would like a word. Okay. Yeah, it's like, Hey, I, I did do so. I did do some things. Good. Not many. JJ Reddick <laughs> would like a word, Chris. All right. Gilbert Arenas for that one magical season. As, as, as Orlando Magic would like a word. Listen, JJ Reddick, it's all the words he needs on Vince TV. Vince Carter, Chris. Vince Carter would like a word about his time in Orlando. All right. Hey. Tracy McGrady, exactly. Come on. Grant I, Hill. Wait I a said, minute. Grant Hill never I, really played. Forget I said Grant Jonathan Isaac. Oh, well, he never plays either. <laughs> oh, he's still on the team. Oh, weird. Uh, have you bought your Cody Zeller uh, Pelicans jersey yet, Chris? Uh, no, but I'm thinking about buying a Thomas Bryant Heat jersey. Oh, God. <laughs> you knew he was going to make the deke for another Indiana player. And Cody, listen, all right? Don't go live in the French Quarter in a cool place like New Orleans just after being in a cool place like Miami and still continue to rock the horseshoe, Cody. Embrace it. You got no hair. Chris doesn't have any hair. He shaves his head. Shave your head, Cody. Stop making all of us Hoosiers look bad. Yeah. I'm fine. 
Finally, the Phoenix Suns have done a pretty decent job of getting ridiculous. that roster it's filled ridiculous. out. Uh, Eric Gordon agrees to the veteran minimum. Uh, Bates Diop, Eubanks, Damian Lee. I mean, they, they've had a pretty good job, I think, filling out that roster, and people want to go there to play. But can everyone stay healthy is the, is the key, and who's going to play defense? Are, how far are they over that second tier tax bracket? Oh, 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 they have destroyed the second tier because his his philosophy is if you're one dollar over, you're effed. So you might as well be a million or billion dollars over. Yeah, I mean, I, I I get that. I mean, listen, he's a new owner. I can see he's trying to like, hey, let's put all our chips in this basket. Let's get it done. Let's bring a, a chip to Phoenix. But he's going to learn in a couple of years. This is not the way to run a business in the NBA. By that, do you mean listen to Isaiah Thomas, whose track record of running <laughs> over bitches in the NBA is not good? Is that what you mean, Chris? I, I mean, I don't know if I'd be listening to like. Listen, Zeke is one of my all-time faves, uh, but I don't think you need to listen to a guy that single-handedly destroyed a basketball association. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> ABA scored for Isaiah. Wow, that uh, that hurts. Uh, one last prediction from all of us. James Harden, I already ran it about him. I think James Harden, to start the season, will be a Philadelphia 76er because no one wants him. Rod. I, I agree with you, Jim, but I will, I will go a little further. He will be a Philadelphia 76er in spirit, but he will be, uh, he will be training – with uh, his trainer in Vegas, or he will be doing, you know, some kind of weird spiritual journey with his little buddy, little baby. Like he will come up with some sort of language as to why he doesn't actually have to be there, but he won't be playing opening night for the Philadelphia 76ers, but he will technically be on their roster. Hey, Chris, I, I see the, the trumpeteers warming up there, but before that's weird. But before that, uh, where's James Harden going to go? He's going to be in LA playing for the Clippers. I, I, I I think that is the best we talk about storylines in our other podcasts, the Yeah We Know podcast, part of the Morgan You Know's podcast network. You're in the ring with Jimmy, Rod, and Chris. Um, we talk about storyline there. That is a fascinating from a storyline perspective of what the heck that train wreck is gonna be like. I would love, I would love for that to happen. But right now, what I would love to happen is hear Chris and the Kings Hardwood Hierarchy. So we already talked about these a little bit, but we're going to talk about the max contracts. Those $260 million contracts out there, which ones are the best and which ones leave you thinking about it a little bit. All right. And there's really three guys I'm talking about, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, and then Rod's boy, LaMelo Ball down here in Charlotte. All right. And, and I'm going to go to you guys first and see and see what you guys think of these because you have a guy on his rookie deal that's not really proven, is an all-star, but not really proven. You have Anthony Edwards, who's really becoming the man in Minnesota, more so than Cat. And then you have uh, LaMelo Ball, who hasn't played that much, but Charlotte seems to believe in him, and that's where we're at. Charlotte has no reason for to be a franchise if they don't have LaMelo Ball, so give him all the money. He That's it. That's the Charlotte tax. And Anthony Edwards has shown me 
nothing but pure excitement and nothing but one of the better wings in the NBA. Give him all the money as well. And who was the third? Halliburton. Halliburton. Yeah, Indiana tax. I mean, of course you got to give a guy that much money. I mean, we all love the Hoosier State here. We're broadcasting two of us from the Hoosier State. Chris is originally from the Hoosier State, we think. But, you know. Well, was it a state, though? When he was here, <laughs> listen. There, it could have been the Midwest Territory at at, at that point, but it's it's kind of up in the air. That's a long the time fact ago. That you actually know it was the Midwest Territory beforehand is even funnier. See? Like See? you do know your history. I mean, we all know you're you're actually that old. I agree with Rod. Uh, you, what, who are the Hornets? What are the Hornets without Lamelo Ball right now? Nothing. So it's a name. It's a jersey seller. That's what you need, okay? So I think you have to pay that. Halliburton, I love Halliburton. You're not going to get him for anything cheaper anywhere else. Who are you going to replace him with? Nobody. So he's good. He's also a Jersey seller. Kids look up to him. Love that as well. And then Ant Edwards is just amazing. And I think that he is so young still and developing his skills that it's. I'm so excited. That's why they need to get Cat out of minnesota quickly and if they didn't give ant all that money he might have bolted and went to hollywood man did you guys see his performance and hustle with adam sandler yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and listen i i'll be the first one to say it here the edwards deal is the king of this hierarchy all right anthony edwards by far and i was not sold on him early on in his career but the last Last season and the season before that has really changed my mind about how good he really is on the court are you putting Lamelo at Jester, or are you surprising us with the Jester here? Oh, you'll—I'll get to Jester, and then you'll be upset you didn't guess it. Uh, Halliburton is my queen, and then Lamelo Ball is my prince, just because he didn't play hardly at all last year. We don't know how good he is yet. Um, my Jester is Draymond Green's contract. It's not even a max. Using these for max contract guys. Yeah, no, I don't care. It's my list. He's the jester. <laughs> no way he should be making $20, $25 million a year. No way. I mean, do you, you know, you bring the band back together. You've got a few years left. He's the person who plays defense. He's never shot the ball, so you don't really have to worry about that going down at all. I, I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but... I can see why they did it. Listen, Plus, three, they got they they got rid of uh, they got rid of um, cool. the most important the the most important. If you uh, compare what he's getting paid to cool. the other guys in the band too, like they're getting forty and like fifty mil a year. So I mean, comparably, it's about right. You just hate Draymond Green, Chris. Just admit it. I freely admit my hatred for Kyrie. You got to. I have admit. never denied my hatred for Draymond Green. <laughs> I think pretty rules. I hate him. Throwing him in on a max contract discussion, he didn't get a max contract. It's the Kings. It is the Kings hardwood hierarchy. That's me, not you. That's me. I object. All right. They listen. In three years, they're going to be upset that they decided to keep Draymond instead of Jordan Poole because in three years. Curry's going to be gone. He's going to be 38, 39 years old. Oh. He's going to be retired. Three no. years, Clay is going to be 36, 37. He won't be able to shoot quite like he used Next to. Next year's Clay's last year in Golden State. So, so Clay doesn't factor in. Next year's Clay's last year yeah. in Golden State. And yeah, then, then you have an even more worthless Draymond Green with no type of building blocks for the future except for Fine. who? It's not Chase Jackson Davis? 
you told us this was a list of max contracts, and then you gave us a guy who's not on a max contract. I'm I needed to I, get I, out some Draymond Green hate, and this is how I got it out there. He is yeah, my jester. I'm just, I just want it to be stated with the commissioner slash host of this podcast that I object to that take. That's really, that's fantastic. It is. It's like all these rookie max extensions. I'm thinking, well, Desmond Bain, maybe. I mean, he's good. I don't, I'm not really a jester guy, but whatever. Uh, no, we're going to go with someone who's been in the league for quite some time. Um, yeah, I, I guess whatever. It's your list. You can do what you want with it, right? He just proved that. I object, though. I just want it to be known. Listeners, I object. I object to that take. I'm happy that Chris brought some vigor and some entertainment, but I object to that take. Go ahead and file an appeal and see where that gets you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in that case, it's like $54 million for Harrison Barnes. I, he's the jester. Right. Uh, Rui for 51. He's the Jester. Lopez got 24. Karis Levert for 32. Are you kidding me? D'Angelo Russell got like 18 a year. There's a lot of Jesters there. If we're not doing rookie max extension. See, that's what I mean. It's chaos, Chris. That's why you have rules. Anybody can just take them. Nobody can actually make the rules. It's Thank chaos you. in the NBA. It's chaos Thanks, on the fast break. It's chaos on the fast break. We love this. You've been listening to the fast break on the Morgan, you know, podcasting network. We are part of balls and brew. We'll get to some balls and brew uh, coming up here in the next couple of weeks. For sure. We've got the all-star game. We've got NFL preseason stuff. So I can kind of slip away for a little bit uh, in the background when Rod and Williams take over and I can be wrong on all of my predictions. Very excited about that. Uh, Chris King, anything before we go? Wait a minute, Jimmy. We got to tell them about something else that we got cooking here in the middle of July on the pop culture arm of this podcast. The Morgan You Know Podcasting Network will be coming at you with the originator, the first, the debut podcast that launched it all. We have a Mission Impossible themed podcast, one about movies, one about music. We're going to do one coming out before the Mission Impossible movie, and then we got one coming out after the Mission Impossible movie. Get ready. They're going to be fun. Goodbye, Internet.